Hello, Internet. Hi, Internet. How's it going, Internet? Welcome to episode 40 of Outrage Factory. 40, bro. Uh, the podcast where we take a look and break down some of the things that got people all riled up on the Internet. This is also the episode where Outrage Factory buys a Porsche because it turned 40. Oh, a midlife crisis yeah. joke. I see what you did there. Yeah, I liked the, it. The podcast has been around so long that it's starting to question who it is and if it made the right life choices getting here. This is this is the episode where we find a podcast on episode 16 and start dating it. Yeah. Ugh. Like, like what's his name? Yeah, uh, Ren and Stimpy guy. Yeah. yeah. I like how it's everybody's like, blah, blah, blah. The guy, and you're like, I don't know that name. And they're like, the guy who created Ren and Stimpy. And you're like, wasn't that like 80 years ago? Yeah. Also, why didn't he just name himself Ren and Stimpy guy? Yeah. Because that name's got some some brand recognition. Or Ren Stimpy. Yeah. That would work. Either <laughs> that or. is a badass name. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. As our midlife crisis, let's scrap the podcast and just call it Ren Stimpy. And just make ludicrous cheese jokes. Does anyone younger than us know what Ren and Stimpy is? I feel like that was very much a, like, early 90s thing. Yeah, I think it's like they see it and they're like, oh, this is whatever. Like, all the cartoons are like this now. But when Ren and Stimpy came out, it was... Groundbreaking. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if that's like, like... Yeah, it was groundbreaking. Like, there was nothing just as weird for the sake of being weird that was on, like popular TV. I don't understand why it was on like regular cable. Like how did that happen? Groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. What was it? Chuck Lorre? Is that his name? No. Chuck Lorre is the shithead who did uh, like every oh, dumb TV show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, what was his name then? Two Broke Girls. No, what's this guy's name? John John Crick Falusi. Yeah. He also did that one Bjork video. Yeah. Also preyed on 16 year old girls. Came to light this week. Yeah. He also made Ripping Friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also parade on 16-year-old yeah. girls I mean, there, as a 40-year-old man. Every good thing he's done has now been marred by his, the fact that he had a penchant for young women. The weird thing is that it wasn't even secret at the time. Everyone was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I brought this 16-year-old girl by the studio all the time. And we were all like, bah. It's kind of weird, but uh, maybe it's a big brother's big sister's maybe, thing. Maybe like he was he was obviously dating her. Like they were they were they were yeah. definitely in a romantic relationship. Well, that's depressing. Just yeah. like turning 40s depressing. Wait, he was like 40 when this happened, right? Yeah, he was 40. Uh, uh maybe well, I guess that was his midlife crisis. I mean, he's like, "Well, I made Ren and Stimpy, two of the 90s most popular cartoon characters." Now where do I go from here? For a brief time, 25 years ago, he had a 16-year-old girlfriend, which is... <laughs> he also did the video for that Jack Black band. What the fuck? Why can't I remember that band? Tenacious D. Yeah. La Simultaneous. Is that what it is? Simultaneous Lovin'? F- fuck Her Gently? Yeah. Okay. A little, uh, a little strong on the title there, guys. Yeah, they were not uh, not ones for subtlety. Yeah, oh, and he did a weird weird out video. Huh. Nice. Anyway, so uh, Ren Stimpy guy, that made welcome some news. to the Me Too Club. Uh, you're a creep, and now my child has been further ruined. Yeah. Not my childhood. I guess my teenagehood. Even then, I don't think I thought of Ren and Stimpy in like 
20 years <laughs> until I read yeah. this story. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And looking back at it, you're like, yeah, I guess that would come from the mind of a person who uh, didn't accept social norms on dating behavior. Was not entirely right in the brain. Yeah. Uh, cool. What do, we, yeah. what do we got this week, Dale? Well, as you know, I'm going on a trip through... Is the Bahamas part of the States? I'm going to the Bahamas. Well, this might affect you too, I mister. I do. I'm going to the Bahamas. Goes to, we like, mid-sized cities in the States a lot. Uh, also large cities occasionally. Nobody cares about you going to New York. I we went only to New want York to City. point out that you go to New York City. City places like Denver and Wisconsin. Yeah. Isn't De- is Denver in Wisconsin? Dear Lord, is that a real question? Is this... Did I just doubt myself for not knowing First US of all, geography? Denver is a city. Yeah. Wisconsin is a state. Yeah. Aren't <laughs> cities and states? <laughs> cities aren't states. Denver is nowhere near Wisconsin. Where's Denver? Colorado? There. Oh. Oh. He got it. He figured it out. Yeah. It's in the Bahamas, Dale. Oh. Where, that's where you're going. So anyways. Denver. The reason I just ridiculously outed myself for not knowing anything about states and cities in the states. 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 Is because... Are you done? Yeah, I, I could say it six more times. If you want, Derek. Anyways, the reason I bring this all up is because the U.S. on their temporary visa approval thing where they let you go into the states for a bit is thinking of adding that you have to divulge your social media handles from the last five years. I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, no. Anybody who's listened to this podcast has heard me divulge all my social media handles in a cry for attention. Okay, but now imagine, it's not that people want to keep their social media handles private. That's yeah. not, the U.S. government doesn't want to know your social media handles just so they can be like, oh, let's see if this person has Wait, ever... they're not going to like my pictures on Instagram? That's probably not what they're going to do. They're, they're not like, let's check this guy a follow or add him to a list on Twitter. Imagine. Oh, man. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sweet? You like, you get this notification, been added to a list and that's like information butthole reamed by U.S. government. You're like, what? How'd I get on this list? Okay, so imagine every bad take you've ever had on this podcast, of yeah. which there have been 40 episodes worth, yeah. rendering you ineligible to travel to certain countries. Do I get to pick which countries? What? No, you don't get to the <laughs> countries. Is it just the states? It's like if you said, uh, yeah, but I can't, like, okay, let's imagine more countries do this now. How many countries have Let you said? Let me give you a counterpoint. Said if, negative things about. If all my wild takes on 40 episodes of this podcast are given to the government and then thus unveiled as brilliant, will I be able to go to more countries? No, it oh. doesn't work that way. So it's just, if they don't like it, I don't get to go. Yes, but there's no benefit. It's not like they're like, oh, this guy said nice things about President Trump. Here's a free stay at a Trump resort property. 
uh, oh, you liked Space Wars. Well, <laughs> Space Wars or whatever the fuck Oh, you it was. made fun of the way Trump eats steak. Yeah. A ridiculous amount of times. You don't get to come into our country. Oh, our idiot president likes well-done steak with ketchup, which still, to my mind, <laughs> <laughs> to this day, blows my fucking mind. What's worse to you? The suits he wears or the way he eats his steak? Oh, dude, the suits are I know so, those are, you're too so offensive to me. I'm just like... You're you're a pretty wealthy man. You yeah. need like just find a fucking tailor. You don't have to buy oversized suits off the rack and just like drape them on you like a kimono. That's not That's true. Just find a tailor. They're all over the place. Maybe he's going for that age old uh thing where you were like fat people. I don't know like I had it too. I was a bit bigger. I'm still a bit bigger. But when you wear clothes that are tight, you're like, oh, no, no, people, <laughs> people can tell I'm fat because this touches my skin. If I get loose clothes and they drape, no one will know I'm overweight. If I get loose clothes that look like a circus tent <laughs> yeah. on me, no one will ever know. They'll just assume it's the clothes. <laughs> it's like, what style are you looking for? And you're like billowing. <laughs> <laughs> and make it out of shiny material so it further distracts. From my girth of my midsection. Get Please. some uh, some some Junko yeah. jeans. <laughs> Just be like, my legs are <laughs> slim in here. Do you have a tie <laughs> wide enough to cover my whole body so that you can't tell I'm fat? Or if I wear the skinny tie. <laughs> Will it? Yeah. yeah, okay, I see your point. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's founded. Just wear but a I'm saying bag. It's like this body dysmorphia thing where it's like, you look in the mirror and you can't see the hard lines of your silhouettes. So you're like, yeah, I'm skinny still. I don't have to come to terms with this. Yeah, that's not really how it works at all. Well, Even a little bit. How about... No. <laughs> I was just going to say it's like the exact same thing of fat kids wearing t-shirts into the pool. That's different. Okay. Which also strikes me as dumb because... Have you ever worn a wet t-shirt before? Yeah. It doesn't matter if the shirt's like eight sizes too big. It clings to your body. Okay. So a fat kid... Just if you're fat, don't don't go to pools if you don't want people to know you're fat. Just never or leave your house. Do this. Be like me. I was a fat kid. Well, I wasn't a fat, fat kid, but I was a chubby kid. And I wore a T-shirt once. I was like, well, I don't want people to see my body because it's disgusting. So I'll wear a T-shirt in the pool. And then I went in the pool and I was like, this fucking sucks. And I took it off and I was like, fuck everyone else. I like pools. Yeah. When That's I was 15, you have to I was I was a skinny kid, yeah. and I, but I also, because teenagers, I was like, oh, I don't like my body, and yeah. I went swimming in a lake uh, at my girlfriend at the time. Her parents owned a resort, and oh, I went swimming in a lake. I dated a girl whose parents owned a resort. Went swimming from, like, the the shore to a dock that was out in the middle of the lake the in a t-shirt. The middle of the lake, Derek? Okay, like Literal a, an eighth of, oh, okay. of the lake. <laughs> I don't, I don't Whatever, know. Dale. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to hamstring yourself. Uh, and I, uh, I almost drowned and died because I was swimming in a very Wait, wet T-shirt. You almost drowned because you have an ugly body. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> yes. That what my, you're telling my, me? my immense girth. See, if I had actually that, been a fat person, I would have been more buoyant. I only have one question. I floated. If you almost died because you have an el- ugly body, that's not. It's not. How can you swim now? I'm not. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I like how God. we open this up with like, oh, just accept your body, say fuck it, and then we just immediately attack each other for ugly. Yeah, bodies. <laughs> our bodies are gross and weird. I, I actually, I just realized I can't criticize Trump because uh, we too are paunchy. Yes, and bizarre. Looking. I'm sorry. All of you listeners out there 
for making fun of Derek's body, and that's not why he almost drowned. This is a very serious subject. I'm not sorry. Your body's probably sucked, too, and you should feel deeply ashamed about the way you look. Yeah. Okay. Everyone should. Always. Yeah. I mean, the only real way to get through life is by hating your physical appearance for 70 years and then dying. Yeah. Like, I say ride the downhill momentum of body hatred and then just bury it, bury it, and then hopefully you die before you have to deal with it. It's like... (laughs) It's like my uh, Any, anything. It's really. like my retirement funds. <laughs> I just fully expect to be dead right after I turn sixty-five, and then I don't have to save up. Never money. have to deal with anything ever. The weird thing about teenagers all having really low self-esteem and hating themselves yeah. is that that's the best looking you're ever going to be. Oh, that yeah. is like the peak for you. And the worst so part is, like <laughs> you didn't have to try. Like, no, you weren't running five kilometers four times a week. You weren't on a diet. You were just. A guy. Yeah. Being an ungrateful little shithead existing, yeah. eating whatever you wanted, still the best looking you're going to be, and you squandered it by being like, man, my body's weird. I'm going to wear a t-shirt in this lake and almost drown. Yeah. I'm not going to be tired ever, and I'm going to drink all <laughs> night, and then just wake up fine. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I didn't wake up today. My ankle hurt for no reason. Like, what the fuck? Teenager. Hey, speaking of teenagers, you want to touch on this uh, David Hogg gun control thing? You said you said you had you you said you had some thoughts. No, the Parkland, Parkland. I said teenagers. we can't talk about it because I'll end up making fun of the way he looks because he looks like a cartoon character. Yeah, like that's not necessarily. I just want to point out that this isn't necessarily offensive because there are attractive cartoon characters. Think of JFK from jo- Clone High. He's pretty attractive. Are you saying you were? Wait, what other cartoon character? Oh, we covered uh, Scooby-Doo uh, last week. Oh, yeah, week. Velma. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is if you look at him. Dale DeRuder, cartoon fetishist. The sharp lines on his face make it look like he's drawn. Like, he looks like Johnny Quest. Oh, uh, yeah. Like Very the new angular. Johnny Quest. Wait, I got to Google this to see if I'm right. Okay. Uh, so these kids from the, the Parkland shooting still continue to dominate the news and, uh, Wait, there's a new Johnny Quest? No, this is Johnny Test. It's what different. in Lord's name? Derek, have what? This character's been around for 10 years. Is this the guy I'm thinking of? What no. is Johnny Test? He's like a guy and him and his dog test out equipment for a scientist, I think it is. Why would they make it sound so much like Johnny Quest? Um... I think that's on purpose. Oh, he looks like Ben 10. I don't know who that is. That guy. Who was the other Johnny? The Elvis-looking dude uh, had a cartoon. Johnny Bravo. Yeah. Did you know that that the guy from fucking... Don't tell me he dated 16-year-olds. Family guy? Don't tell me he molested kids. Johnny Bravo? Don't. Oh. Uh, What's his name? I mean, I hate fucking family guy. Yeah, but what's the guy's name? Uh, What? The guy who created family guy? Seth, uh, uh... Seth. Seth. There's too many Seths. There are way too many Seths. Because I'm like, Seth Myers, no, Seth Rogen, no, Seth. Seth Green, no. Green, no, Seth. Uh, Seth McFarlane. Yeah. Bam. So he started out drawing Johnny Bravo. For real. That was his, I think that was his first, one of his first paid uh, animation gigs. Anyway, so this guy you just said, he looks like Ben 10. And 
I don't know. Okay, so the fluff it, or the whole shit is that some Fox News anchor made fun of him on Twitter. Well, and there's a, yeah. Lost she didn't even really make fun of him. Yeah. She she he was uh, okay. So here's the shitty thing. Like as awful as it is, these 17 year olds are public figures now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much in the spotlight, and with that comes good and bad. Uh, good being you have this huge platform to, to share your message, and there's like. Hundreds of thousands of people behind you being like, yeah, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, the flip side of that is that there's a hundred thousand or hundreds of thousands of garbage people who have no qualms about uh, attacking 17 year old kids who survived a shooting because they don't agree with your politics. Yeah. Uh, so why uh, Fox News commentator uh, Laura In- Ingraham, who's like the poor man's Ann Coulter. Uh, basically made a comment. David Hogg tweeted about how his college applications had been rejected, uh, which, whatever. I mean, you're opening yourself up by admitting your own weaknesses Yeah, we don't talk about our failures online. Yeah. You you put your best self forward all the time. Have you been on the internet? You pretend that you're a good person, and hopefully you'll convince other people you're a good person, and then you just live off that. Yeah. See, what I would have done... In that situation, when I got those rejection letters from yeah. universities, I would have been like, oh, I decided I'm smarter than all these universities. And I told these four uh, major uh, educational institutions in the U.S. to go fuck themselves because yeah. I don't need them anymore because I'm that much of a brain genius. Yeah. And uh, 10,000 likes, 400,000 yeah, exactly. retweets. Bam. And like just go uh, the old Kanye Wrote where yep. he was like, drop out of college. My mom's a teacher. I don't need money. So whatever. That was uh, that was like his whole album with the teddy bear on it. Can you say it? that again in a Kanye voice, though? I don't know what Kanye <laughs> voice. All I know is any man you can wear, you can wear a fancy jacket with jogging pants if you want. You can even wear a fancy jacket with jogging pants and nice shoes if you want. But the jogging pants have to touch the shoes. That's the rule. You can't have your jogging pants four inches above your shoes. No, everyone's wearing those like those skinny ankle jogging pants now that like clock in, show a little little bit of calf, yeah. little and bit of ankle. Like, they're like, hey, these are capri jogging pants. It's like, no, it's not. You have no legs, so you took the size that should fit your waist, but that waist should belong to a much shorter person, so you're pulling them up way too high, so you look like a gangly middle schooler. Hey, did you hear, speaking of uh, educational educational institutions mm-hmm. and... Uh, we're all over the map. Luxury, yeah, we're just bouncing all... Whatever, it's our last episode for two weeks before Dale... Well, it's probably our last episode ever, because I'm no. just going to replace you permanently with someone better no, than you're you not. <laughs> while you're gone. See, if you can find someone <laughs> better than me... You, you feel free to replace me. Uh, Howard University, which got to Google where that is real quick here. Oh, what's the matter, mister? Knows all the stuff about the states and where everything is. Ah, you, uh, Washington, D.C. Cool. Neat. Uh, Howard University uh, legal or not legal aid, uh, financial aid, a clerk in the financial aid office at Howard University uh, was busted for uh, embezzling half a million dollars (laughs) worth of money from students uh, from their scholarship funds and their financial aid over the past three years. Damn. Uh, Which in and of itself, not super weird. 
Uh, what's fucking hilarious is that this guy was constantly posting pictures of himself on the internet in, like, fur coats with, like, Gucci briefcases. Like, all these luxury items that, like, yeah. no one was ever like, hey, bud, how are you affording <laughs> these things while we're having all this money go missing? Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Hankerson Jr. stole 429000 from Howard University. He was months away from graduation. He got kicked out of the school. Uh, yeah, posted pictures of himself with uh, mink coats, designer bags. He had a personal videographer and media team. Uh, and just, uh, oh, look at the abs on that guy. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah, just the world's dumbest idiot. Um, I've been watching Ozark for the past week, and if there's one thing I know, if, if you're embezzling money, you don't fucking call yeah. attention to yourself. See, it's almost Keep not it even worth taking money because as soon as you spend it on the one thing you want all the money for, you get caught. So you basically have to just put it aside and do your small cash purchases for the rest of your life. Like say you find a million dollars and you don't want anybody to find that. You can't just spend that million dollars. You basically got to use it to buy your groceries with cash for the next 10 years until you slowly turn or you just like bury it in the woods for a decade until the heat's off and then you're like okay now i can spend this million dollars no one will ever ask questions Mm. no one's gonna think how short people's memories are now if i know one thing from the mormon bible it's that people dig holes in the woods and they will find your money Okay, yeah, that is a very real possibility. I mean, like, if they're looking for angelic tablets written by Jesus himself and they find your $10 million, they're just going to think God told them to find it and then they're going to just run away with your $10 million. I'm trying to find... This is a real fear I have of burying my money in the woods. This fucking picture. Oh, that's... Is that the one? So what you should do is you should... Is he wearing women's... Shoes? What? No. Women's footwear? Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> like, does that look... Wait. How do you not look at that guy and be like, he's probably embezzling so money. So was he a student as when he was working in this office? Yeah. He was a student. He was month, literally months away from, from graduation and uh, fucking blew it. I mean, yeah. it's not like not graduating is going to be the worst thing that happens to him because <laughs> yeah. he's probably going to face some jail time for yeah, this. Yeah, I think... Sp- not being able to get a good job forever because he's going to be an ex-con. Yeah. Is probably the worst thing. Just so he could take Instagram pictures of him in a mink coat and try to get some tail. I 100% blame. Hey, we're going full circle. I blame Instagram. I blame social media for and this. And you know what? If the government would have looked into his fucking media handles, they would have caught this earlier. They would have been like... Another, uh, I wanted to say this before, like, I don't understand why anybody needs your social media handles. If they know your full name, which is on your passport, they could just look up your Facebook profile. Well, that's the thing. They can look up your Facebook profile and they can't look up your Twitter because Twitter doesn't have the requirement that you have a real name associated with it. And if you don't have a real name associated with it, you're not going to divulge that to the U.S. government. You're just going to be like, no, I don't even know what a Twitter is. Like I, or I think, they look at your Facebook account, and if you're like me, you've linked it all so you're because you're lazy and you want to post once and get three li- three likes from three different platforms. Like I'll post on Twitter, and it goes straight to Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I do not do that. That's dumb. So, I probably if I had a time machine, 
I wouldn't have done that. I mean, really, it doesn't matter because U.S. government officials at the border can make you unlock your phone. Can they? They can't force you. You can tell them to fuck themselves, but yeah, they don't have to grant you access to the country. Sorry, I'm just looking up. I'm just seeing if my real name is on here. Yeah, oh. it is right there. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right in big, bold letters. It oh. doesn't have to be, though. You can change that. That yeah. can be anything. There's lots of people uh, who post anonymous shitty things on Twitter all the time. Yeah, eggheads? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Oh, wait. Is, it's when just, you don't have a profile picture, is it still an egg? It's just it's an egg. Oh. Get it? Because it's an unhatched bird. Oh. And that's the Twitter. And I called eggheads because where the picture of their head would be is an egg. <laughs> so anyways, um, <laughs> I was also going to ask, what do you think? Because they say all your social media handles from the last five mm, years. Yes. One question I have is what constitutes social media? Because there's all these apps and websites now that are like supposed to like. What's the thing like we I asked you about? Spotify. Fucking Does Spotify, Spotify count social as social media? No. Because you can follow people. No. You can make lists. No. And it's kind of social. No, because you can't post things. How about Letterboxd? I don't even know what Letterboxd okay, is. Okay, it's this, like, app. It's supposed to be, like, social media through your likes of movies. So you go and you rate movies and you make lists of movies, like, top five sci-fi movies and stuff. Do and people you, use it? I started using it just because... Do other people use it? Well, I've seen other users. <laughs> it's, it's, One or two. As far as social like a very media... Niche, uh... Yeah, it's pretty unpopulated. But, like, I'm wondering, like, would it be funny if I said, okay, here's my Facebook profile, here's my Instagram profile, here's my Twitter profile, here's my Snapchat profile, here's my Letterboxd profile, here's my Taste Buds profile, here's my Spotify profile. What's Taste Buds? It was like a dating site based on your music musical tastes. So it's like... You say all the bands you like. Taste buds. I get it. Yeah. Man, that's clever. Yeah. So, I don't know. It didn't work because like other unheard of social media, it just gets unpopulated. And then it's like on Google Plus where it's like the three people you talk to the most on Facebook talk to you on Google Plus. What was that thing? It doesn't go anywhere. was like the thing three weeks ago. Vero? Oh, yeah. Vero. Like, would you have to disclose that to the U.S. government? Or Google Plus, even? They'd yeah. be like, yeah, we don't care about those. Or, yeah, what What are these things? Well, that's the other thing. I don't want to have to fucking explain social media to oh, a U.S. border agent. Yeah, they're like, give me your social media thing. Like, that whole me trying to explain taste buds and letterbox. Yeah. It's hard enough, like, explaining what marketing is to them yeah. when I cry. They're like, what do you do for work? Marketing. For who? A legal technology company. Blank look. Yeah. yeah what? Yeah, that's like... I'm not going to explain Twitter. Yeah, no. Or uh, does that include dating sites? Like, am I going to have to say... Ooh, Tinder? Tinder. Bumble. Bumble. Plenty of Fish. OkCupid. Match.com. Andrea, if you're listening, Dale is still very active on all these dating sites. That's what he's saying right now. Joke's on you. Andrea doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she knows full well I would never use any of these. Not so nice. Because the worst part of fucking dating is trying to Talking convince to people. women you're not Speaking a Speaking to other human beings. Yeah. You can't just be like, hey, did you like uh, Into the Badlands? Because I watched that. 
And then they're like, bah, 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 and you're like, I don't care. That's exactly what yeah. every date that's, I've that's, ever That's me dating. It's like me, hey, I'm not disgusting, and you should talk to me. And they're like, eh. And then I'm like, I will give you $9 worth of alcohol if you talk to me for five minutes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I'm like, how about I give you $21 worth of alcohol over the next half hour? And then you give me your phone number, and they're like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for this one drink. And then I'm like, $30? I do like this taste buds angle because uh, I don't particularly care what the women I date look like or mm-hmm. what their personalities are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I care that when it comes time in our relationship for us to just, like, sit around the place and ignore each other, we can yeah. do that while watching the same TV show. Oh, uh, taste buds is only for music. Oh, well, that's important, too. Letterboxd is for movies. But there's not... So there's not a taste buds that, like, encompasses all pop culture. Yeah, it should be, like... They should make, like, a dating app based around... Everything. ...the concept of Netflix and chill. Movies. Where it's just, TV like... TV shows. You only say the current Netflix stuff you like, and your dates are... People who are also watching those shows. You watch Netflix and ignore each other. Yeah. Because that's, that's what, perfect. That's what chill is, right? You the, just watch TV and ignore each other. Uh, well, I, I've always thought you throw a little nap in there because I'm 37. Yeah. I get sleepy oh, sometimes yeah. on dates. <sighs> Not that I've had one in. Why are you dates? <laughs> why are dates at night? Like, can we have a date at 4 p.m. and then I can eat at 5 p.m. and then we can sit wrap it around, up by six. Sit around and I could complain about how I ate too much. Yeah. When I would have never eaten less. And I probably would have eaten more (laughs) if I was by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get a little sleep. Oh, and then you get a little sleepy. And then you have a nap. Like not touching each other. No. Fuck that. Gross. Yeah. That's how you got cooties. Oh, hey, do you want to cuddle while we sleep? And sweat? No. We should start a dating app and call it Napster. For people who really, <laughs> really like naps. We should start a dating app for bitter old men who don't actually want to date or be with someone. They're just terrified of dying alone. <laughs> yeah. And call it settler. Preferably somewhere no we, we awkwardly throw in making a progeny to carry on our name. But that's the whole point of dating. Yeah. It's like you don't hang out or cuddle or chill you just are around each other enough that it's considered a relationship. That a baby spontaneously exactly. results inside and one of you. And then you don't have to talk to strangers with small talk. Or Be- buy drinks You anyone. could just stay at home, watch Netflix, and know that you're still not going to die alone. I think that's a pretty good winner right there. So here are the elements of uh, Dale and I's forthcoming dating app. Yeah. Uh, you can make sure you like the same shit pop yeah. culture-wise. You can... Music and TV. Yeah. And movies. And movies. You can nap. Oh. You can schedule naps Napping together. Napping is big. But not touching each other. Yeah. You can Preferably assess... Preferably different... Beds. Single beds. Yeah. Or like one person's on a couch and one person's on a love seat. Or like different houses entirely. Yeah. Just like you go home and nap at your place and I'm going to nap yeah, you here. Like, it's like you FaceTime napping. <laughs> And then something to kind of uh, like a desperation score where you can see how uh, I mean, people kind of calculate this in their heads anyways. But it would be nice if it was front and center. Like like if you're a 10, 
you will settle down with anyone at this point just so long as it means you don't have to die alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, it'd be like the DEFCON number. So it's just <laughs> where you're willing. Like, you get a raise at work, so it goes up a bit. Uh, you fucking roll your car, so you have to drive a shitty one for a while. It goes down a bit. <laughs> Jesus. And the best part is you get this app will include having what everyone else would see as a totally normal relationship so nobody bugs you about relationships. Yeah. It's because it's like my whole outlook on relationships is it's like buying a car. The best part about buying a car is you don't have to test look, driving. Yeah, you don't have to look at other cars. You could just have a car. <laughs> and they say romance is dead. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to look at cars anymore. <laughs> All right. You could just have a car. <laughs> Should we take a break? Let's yeah, take let's a break. take a break. This seems like a good time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at some uh, some food food items that are uh, really, really riled up the internet this week. On our dating app, this would be right on key because I like food. Hey. And items. Perfect. I like yeah. both of those things, too. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Okay. I think of all the things I'm going to miss about you, Yeah, I'm going to miss that most of all. Well, I'm sure our guest host will be able to cover that end. They probably will We're not. back, raspy, sexy voice. Is that what that is? Yeah. Is it Wait, supposed to does be it not, sexy? Does it not come across Were you intending? I was definitely going for sexy. Oh. Did, did, should I try again? No, it's... Okay, uh, wait, 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 let's do it again. I'll be more sexier. All right. Okay. And we're back. So that I was sexier? just that was that was more creepy than it. Well, it made, hey there, little girl. It made, it made the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, right? <laughs> yeah, but it. That's how you tell when something's sexy. When it's like when you get full goosebumps when and you, you like, like and your back arches with cringing. You that's get like how, a, a little bit nauseous. Yeah, we're <laughs> like, like Hleh! sex, that's sex how you, nausea. You can tell when something's sexy when you dry heave, right? <laughs> That's how I've approached it. <laughs> this is why Dale can never buy anyone more than one drink before they're like, see you later. It's like, are the hairs on the back of your neck standing up? Yeah. I come back with the second drink and I'm like, and I'm back. And then I give them a little eyebrow action and they're like, oh, look at that. Look what time it is. It's the, I have a boyfriend o'clock. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go here. talk to someone who isn't you now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of whatever it was we were just speaking of, food items. Sure, let's do that. We're gonna talk about. This is my favorite. This is my favorite thing ever. This, this is, guy this is actually fucking awesome. This guy should get an award for being out. Let's let's start giving outrage podcasts, outrage factory podcasts awards. Super sweet move awards. Yeah, because this is a super sweet move. So this guy. In Toronto, uh, I should probably tell you his name so that when you try to look up the Super Sweet Move Awards, you can actually find it. Uh, Co-owner and chef Michael Hunter of uh, Restaurant Antler in Toronto. Which, of all the restaurant ideas, I have to say I'm fucking down with this one because he serves up food made with games. So we're talking like deer, moose, bison. What else is there? Rabbit. Boar. 
Oh, boar. Boar bacon? Boar. Tell me that doesn't it. sound amazing. I need it. Boar pork. Do you still have to say pork chops if it's boar? Bork, bork chops? Bork chops. <laughs> nice. Huh? Nice. Huh? That's pretty good. Bork belly? Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Forever. Uh, so, obviously, given that the restaurant is named Antler, safe bet they serve dead animals there. So uh, has earned the ire of uh, vegan protesters. Which, by the way, if you're a vegan, fuck you. And if you're a vegan listening to this podcast, what are you doing? If you're a vegan, fine. Cool. No, not fine. No, I mean, whatever. It's a personal choice. They use bone meal to grow your p- vegetables. Oh, okay. Well, let's not. Okay, so if you're a vegan, cool. Just, like, be a vegan. Don't. Don't feel like you have to protest at restaurants where they serve you, delicious dead animals. My whole thing is you can't be a vegan because they use animal products to grow your vegetables. Yeah, but so you're not ingesting the animal. Fuck it's not you. like No, but the whole the point plants. of vegans is they don't want animals to be touched or molested in any way. That's why they don't have honey. Oh, uh, that's not honey. So I know someone who is a vegetarian, not a vegan, but a vegetarian, not because she cares about animal welfare, because she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She it's about uh, the environmental impact that animals oh, yeah, no. have. Vegetarians, completely acceptable. Vegans, fuck you because your ideals aren't sustainable because the stuff you actually want to not, I don't know, cause harm to animals in any way isn't actually obtainable. So you're living a lie. If you're a vegetarian, that's fine. You don't have to eat meat. You don't like like your friend. That is a very valid point. Like I'm... On the verge of giving up beef just because they cut down rainforests. And I like rainforests what? more than I like I've never even seen a rainforest. Oh, wait. We have, we have rainforests We live here. in a rainforest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Kidding. It's, it's not a <laughs> tropical rainforest. <laughs> and the gout. I'm not supposed to there eat you go. red meat That's anyway. That's probably more why you're so giving I'm it not, up. So I'm not trying to say I'm a... I'm a pretty good person or, like, I'm high morals, which I probably am anyway. I'm just saying that since I'm halfway to having to give it up for my health, I might as well just kind of make myself feel better about it and not be like, oh, I ate like shit for so long, I can't eat this anymore. should be like, I care about the world, so I'm not going to eat this anymore. Like, take it back. Frame it as a selfless thing. Yeah, frame it. Whereas if you were stupid fucking moron David Hogg, you would be like, I'm doing this for myself. Uh, instead of putting your best face forward on social media. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, back to this. My thing. Yeah. Just to totally cut you off there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, every, like, vegan and vegetarian person I talk to who cares about animal welfare, it seems to me like they don't care so much about people consuming meat. Their issue isn't with, I mean, obviously no one wants animals to die. Yeah. Eh. But... Your 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 problem is with like factory farming. It's that these yeah. animals are like raised in inhumane conditions. Yeah. Whereas like if you have a small like family owned farm where like these uh, animals are given like tons of room and they're Smooches treated like pets. And hugs. Yeah, and they're like treated like beloved ha- pets. And then when the time comes, you kill them and eat them. Yeah. Uh, growing up, our next door neighbors had sheep and they never had more than two sheep at a time and they would bring in little sheeps and they would raise these sheeps for a year and then every year they'd kill the sheep and we'd eat the sheep and then they get new sheep. It's the Sounds circle of life. Delicious. Yeah, I'm with you. 
I'm not against killing animals. I just say, like, when an animal is alive, ah, don't be a dick. Let it live nice. Like, there's some shit that might seem mean to animals, but I don't think they really care about. But, like, and when you kill an animal, make it as quick and humanely as possible. Yeah. Maybe I'll just get an animal and I'll keep it alive, but I'll verbally abuse it every day. No. And just give it, like, really low self-esteem. That'll be like that Japanese guy who held water and then had bad thoughts. And they held a different jar of water and had good thoughts. And the jar of bad water was totally cloudy. You're going to have cloudy meat. And it's going to be gross. No, I would never. That's the thing. I would never kill this. I would do this just to prove vegetarians wrong and be like, see, you can be mean to animals if you let them live, too. The funniest thing would be if you did Also, is that a real? I don't know. It's it's (laughs) like one of those things where it's like this happened and then you're like, did it? I don't really feel like looking into it just because I don't want to prove myself wrong. But anyways, the hilarious thing would be if you had this animal and you swore at it and you had it for like two years and then you slaughtered it. And then you went to eat your steak and you're like, oh, man, this tastes like shit. I totally shouldn't have sworn at this animal for two years. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, so are we going – we kind of derailed. Are we going back to talking about – what's his face? Well, we're still talking about – so we haven't even gotten into the crux of this. Dude, I just realized his last name is Hunter. Yeah. That's which is hilarious. Michael Hunter owns a restaurant called Antler. And uh, anyway, got these vegan protesters. Uh, They've been like, there's no good reason. Apparently, he's like one of those like small operation, like farm to table things. I'm sure all these animals are like ethically killed. They're not factory farm. Yeah, the only reason I could see that vegans are singling him out is that he's serving like bison and boar and deer, which are animals that these people, I guess, think it's more bad to kill. So these vegans are outside his restaurant. So he tries to appease them once by giving them vegan options and then putting a sandwich board out saying, hey, here's our vegan options. And then the vegan protesters are like, that's not good enough. The whole restaurant should be vegan. The reason they're protesting in the first place is just because there was a sandwich board in front of the restaurant. And written on the sandwich board, it said, venison is the new kale. That's it. (laughs) Awesome. But like... This is how you pick, like, somebody wrote something on a sandwich board and it got you upset, and that's how you choose that this, like, go protest a fucking McDonald's where, like, billions of cows are dying. and they are actually killing rainforests for the meat to make McDonald's. Like, or or instead of picking this one little restaurant because they wrote something on a sandwich board that you took issue with. Anyway, uh, owner of the restaurant, finally sick of these fucking protests, took an entire leg of deer to the front window and, uh... Basically, like, broke it down, cut it. Yeah, butchered it up. Which is why he's getting the Outrage Factory Award. Perfect fucking response. There's a video uh, on the internet which you can watch. I highly encourage you to do so. And in it, you can hear this hopeless fucking nerd uh, on his cell phone. uh, One of the vegan protesters just being like, Oh, I can't believe he's doing this. This is, this is... An outrage. I don't even know if he I want to go. Outrage, if this but. if this was in Vancouver, I would go counter protest and I would go watching him eat, cut up this meat. And I'd be like, doesn't that look fucking good? Can't you just wait to fucking eat that? Oh, my God. I wonder how he's going to cook it. And then just be like, are you going to braise this? Are you going to saute this? Are you going to marinate this? Like just thinking about it is making my mouth water. Like, could you imagine how good that would be? Like you see a guy 
butcher the meat right in front of you and hours later you're eating it oh that'd be so delicious yeah that that's how you know it's for i'm definitely gonna eat at this restaurant when i make it out to toronto uh i'm never going to toronto but i would like to eat at this restaurant i'll bring i'll bring you some deer leg back do Uh, it uh yeah the cops showed up and actually uh, i don't think they issued him a citation but they made him stop uh stop hacking the meat in the front window not because it was offensive to the protesters, but because of health code violations where you can't oh, just yeah. take raw meat out into the area where the diners consume food and yeah, start like breaking it down. You're, you're talking about, like, the splash zone. You can't have that. Like, what if you get blood all over somebody who's eating soup? Yeah. You just... Oh, I mean... That sucks. Fine. Could you imagine going to a restaurant? It's like those ones where they grill it at your table, where this guy in like this butcher outfit just comes. <laughs> just he's like, like a big fat guy. He just brings this big side of like, like say he brings a deer leg, and he's like, "What part of this animal do you want to eat?" <laughs> and you're like, "That piece." And you point to like the hawk or whatever, and he's like, "All right." And he just carves it up, puts it on the grill right in front of you. That would be awesome. I'm gonna go one step further. What yeah. if he brought a live animal to your table? And you were like, I want that part of this animal. And they slaughtered it in front of you and then, like, hacked the pieces of meat off that you like, wanted. If we're talking slaughter to eating in less than an hour, uh, I think that would have the most nutritional benefit for your body. So I would have to agree with this as a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be amazing. So in conjunction with our dating app, Dale and I will be opening a restaurant where we uh, where we parade little cute animals around and uh, murder it directly. Well, hey, let's not be ageist. We can we can parade old broken animals, too. Like you want to eat tough old cow meat? Then, yeah, we'll bring out the ones I swear. (laughs) I would rather have. Yeah, we'll we'll bring Bessie, the old milk cow out. and She's all withered and old and you can chew on her shoe leather. Fucking steaks. Get it it cooked. Well done. Dip it in ketchup like Donald Trump. Ooh, not even put ketchup on it. Just dip it in it like dipping sauce. What animal? Like the. Yeah, dip it in the ketchup. Yeah. That would be disgusting. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so, yeah, Michael Hunter of Adler Restaurant in Toronto. This this outrage is for you. Uh, we'd like to recognize your contributions to pissing off the vegan community. I want some of your bison meat. All right. Good. It might have sounded perverted. Not any less. Oh, you can, what is that? You, you, you can tell it wasn't perverted because I didn't use the sexy voice. <laughs> Wait, try it in the sexy voice. I want some of your bison meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Per- totally perfect. different. <laughs> That's how you get different mixed signals. Uh, courtesy of friend of the podcast, Julie, our latest... Uh, I, don't, I don't understand why people got upset about this at all. Uh... Egg, egg spoons? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, New York Times ran an article about uh, who is who is Alice Waters? An author? Should I know this? No, it doesn't matter. Basically, it matters. She's, so what it is, is the egg spoon is this hyper inefficient. Uh, it's like a tiny little pan on the end of a long handle that you cook a single egg over a fire, which... Seems remarkably inefficient. Yeah, and everybody's like, hmm, that seems dumb. I wouldn't really waste my time doing it. Maybe if I was camping and there's already a fire going, I'd like that. And then there's 
a social media uproar around this. Some people saying it's the best idea ever and they start selling $250 artisanal made egg spoons. So here's what happened. Uh, It's 2018 and nothing can just exist without having some sort of uh, political commentary slapped onto it. So uh, a lot of people came out swinging saying these egg spoons were uh, classist, I think. Oh, yeah, because they're like, you have to be rich to be able to start a fire. You figure they'd be like the one thing that's anti-classist because like homeless people could use these over a barrel. Yeah, homeless people start fires all the time. They burn trash. And their whole thing was like, oh, only rich people have fireplaces in their kitchens. Well, nobody has a fireplace in their kitchen. That just seems ridiculous. I bet rich people do. Oh, like a pizza oven? Yeah, like a, a forno? Yeah, like they're not like, oh, wood-fired pizzas, classes, because only rich people can order afford wood. And my favorite thing is, uh, what's his name? David Attenborough? Is that the guy? From... Oh, no, wait. The guy who... That guy who's no reservations guy. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain came on the record and he, sees, he says, well, that seems horribly inefficient and you would have to burn a lot of wood just to cook an egg, which, yeah, but... Uh, one egg. I Jesus Christ, $250 for a fucking spoon. I don't know if you're familiar with what people do in the woods, but they light the woods on fire and then sit around it and drink beers. I mean, if I was camping and I had an egg spoon, that'd be dope because I could have a fucking hot dog with an egg on it. Uh, so here's the other thing. So there's backlash to the egg spoon uh, in the form, calling it like classist and elitist. Mm-hmm. And then there's backlash to the backlash saying that the people criticizing the egg spoon are sexist uh, because the egg spoon has become this feminist icon uh, somehow because it was a. Uh, I don't want to sound like a guy from the 50s. But I'm pretty sure every guy knows that you don't attribute feminism with pots and pans and you don't buy women pots and pans for birthdays and other holidays because that's a big no-no. So attributing the egg spoon, can we just call it like a long-handled mini pan? Because that's what it is. Like if you get like a little mini single egg pan... And they just put a log handle on it. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Hey, everyone, I'm going to blow your fucking mind. For $35, you can buy a pretty sweet cast iron frying pan, and you can cook like six eggs in that motherfucker at one time. We're not talking hidden figures here. There wasn't like some (laughs) lady who was secretly behind the scenes and came up with rocket surgery. It was like a lady put a longer handle on a mini pan. Uh, People are saying because it was a lady that did that, people criticizing the egg spoon are sexist. Uh, yes, which fuck it. Fuck everything. I hate the era that we live in. Yeah. Like this is so dumb. Like I agree with, uh, I don't agree with any of this. Like to me, it's just like, I wouldn't cook an egg like that. Cause it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. But dude, if- have you ever cut firewood before or stacked firewood? Do you know the amount of effort that requires? No, because... Burning wood is easy. As I pointed out in multiple situations, we grew up in the best society ever where we don't have to rely on cutting firewood to have heat. We had a fire. uh, It was like a 
Okay, let me rephrase that. As I've always said, I grew up in the best society <laughs> ever where I didn't have to cut up wood. What are those for things heat? called? Like a wood burning stove in our in our basement. I'm pretty sure it's just called a wood burning stove. Is that what it's called? Well, we had one. Oh wait, it's called a wood stove. Oh, not a wood burning stove. But a wood stove would imply that the stove itself was made out of wood. You need to imply that the wood is no, only being burned in I the stove. I think that the burning is implied. Don't attack me, you classist. This is, Dude. I can call it what I want. You're being sexist right now. Okay, have fun with your wood burning stove. <laughs> anyway, and your we had a wood stove. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> Yeah, like cutting wood and stacking wood and like organizing wood was my fucking hell. It was the worst thing in the world. No way would I go through that for... An like, egg. Uh, like, I like eggs. Don't get me wrong. But it, uh, are these eggs... It, does this egg taste any different than, like, any other fucking egg? No. It tastes like egg. Okay. Like, just so what you're saying makes complete sense. But if I'm, like, that guy who is whatever, having a fire in the backyard, having an egg would be... Um, what is no? No, you go for hot dogs or marshmallows. Yeah, poor people food. Like, because we're not classes with eggs in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I like I try new things, but that's that's a little even, much. I don't even poach eggs because that's a pain in the ass. I'm not gonna fucking fire cook an egg. I mean, unless you could. Oh man, could you make like a little quiche in there? That would be good. Yeah, but even why not just get a little? You can get just little little pans. Doesn't even need. That's true. Doesn't need to be the two hundred fifty dollar egg spoon. Yeah, I my problem is that they call it a spoon when it's clearly a mini pan with a long handle. <laughs> my problem. <laughs> <laughs> my takeaway from this is just stop calling it a spoon. Yeah, that's you know I'll I'll yeah. Hey, we solved it. We solved the problem. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of dumb things. And for future reference, don't call a woman a feminist because of something she did with pans. It will end up biting you in the ass. And don't criticize anything ever conceived of or invented by a woman because that will make you sexist. Yes. Good. Just so we're clear. Like complaining. Um, Ready Player One opens this this weekend. Open last weekend. Opens this weekend. Oh sweet! Uh, Yeah, this is the movie I should be super stoked for because it's a guy plays video games and that's the movie. And I'm like, I fucking love video games. And then I watch a trailer. I'm like, "Hmm." yeah, it's not. So I read the book. Yeah. Which was Hey, Derek. Oh, I read words. It was, uh... Hey, a movie came out, Derek. Did you read the book? Yes, I did. So, you know the, uh... How... The worst thing about Family Guy is that it's just, like, a bunch of dumb fucking pop culture in-jokes. Wait, did you say worst thing or best thing? The worst thing. That's the best thing about Family Guy. No, there's nothing good about Family Guy. non-sequential cutaways to just popular culture references. That's my favorite part of the show. No, because they're not really funny. It's always just like, hey, you remember this thing? This is a thing. Yeah, that's true. We get it. Do you get it? And that's all Ready Player One is for like 300 pages and now for two fucking hours helmed by Steven fucking Spielberg. It's uh, it's basically just that. So watch Scott Pilgrim instead. Is it not that? Well, Scott Pilgrim's like that, but it has a through line of Michael Sarah being um, 
Michael Sarah and Where happened people. to that guy? Does he still act? Uh, I don't know. I think they realized that he's a robot that doesn't age, so they had to wait a couple years before they made another movie. Or he... Well, they just did the fucking... Um, what was that TV show he was in? Holy shit, he doesn't age. What was that TV show he was just in? That fucking Michael Bateman show. Or not Michael Bateman. Yeah. The Bateman Arrested show. Arrested Development? Yeah. That Arrested. wasn't just. That no, was they like just eight made years it, ago. They just made new seasons for uh, it. So he um, was just in that. Apparently he's on Broadway with Chris Evans right now. And he looks exactly the same. He oh, is a robot. Boy, is that a buddy cop play? If I didn't have a harsh no play policy, I would definitely <laughs> be into that. Uh, anyway, Ready Player One. Uh, there's a lot of backlash because it's just very... It's a very dumb story, and it's a, a people are saying it's uh, it's kind of sexist because a lot of the stuff it references is like very male centric. Oh, uh, so it's people who aren't familiar with the video game industry and how video games have been, where it's like aimed at teen men, where you rescue women. It's all it's like reliving the whole knight in shining armor saving a princess thing, which is sexist at its core, but that's video games. Yeah. Like Mario saving Princess Peach. Uh, I think it was Princess. Wait, did I get no print? No, was it? Wasn't it just the princess? It was just the princess. Wait, and then Princess Peach. No, it's Princess Peach. Wait, there's another one. There's two because there's an orange one for Luigi, but that only came in for Mario Party. Princess Toadstool. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Princess Daisy. Yeah, I don't know. They're all the same. Anyways, the whole thing is, like, video games basically are the guy go kills goes and kills other guys to save a woman. Which, yeah, that's sexist. Yes, all fairy tales are sexist. But they're... Oh, it's always Princess Peach. Yeah, they're based on, I don't know, medieval times when men had to go kill stuff to get women out of trouble. <laughs> what? That's what all video games are based on. That's what. Well, there was the whole like chivalry code that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like knights in shining armor. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I find it like, yeah, women totally liked all of the shit in, in Ready Player One, too. Like, I know women who are Ninja Turtles fans or Back to the Future fans. I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, they're not saying you're not allowed to like this because you're a girl, are they? They're just saying all this stuff that. Are we allowed to say that? I don't know. Are we allowed to like. My Little Ponies because we're boys because I'm sh- pretty sure there's a weird internet following called Bronies. Bro, yeah, I never which really would be sexist. Ra- I was more of a Rainbow Bright dude myself. I never really got yeah. Into the, uh, also, Wuzzles were fucking kick ass. Yeah, but those aren't gender based. They were totally. It was very. Who was your favorite Wuzzle? Oh, uh, B- B- Bumble Lion. Rhinoki was pretty good too. I was gonna say if your answer's not <laughs> Rhinoki, then we don't have anything to say. Who are the other Wuzzles? Let's there check was, this shit out. There, this is golden podcast fodder. So there's Bumble Lion, Rhinoki. What was the bunny? Was it Bunny Hippo? Hippo Bunny? Uh oh shit. Uh, bunny Potamus. Uh, um. Hopopotamus. Nice. So obvious. And then what was Bumble Lion's friend? Bumble Lion, Butter Bear. Butter Bear. Ellaroo. Oh, Ellaroo was the best. Moosel. Man, that is... Half moose, half seal. Don't remember that, dude. Rhinoki, 
Tycoon, half tiger, half raccoon. That's pretty good. Crocosaur. Half crocodile, half dinosaur. That's, Crocodiles are dinosaurs. Yeah, that seems like kind of a, <laughs> a cheat. Yeah. Brat, wild boar, half dragon. Well, I mean, come on. Flizzard, half frog, half lizard. Same thing. Yeah. There. Frogs are lizards. Yeah. I think. I have limited biological knowledge, but... I think we're reading too deeply into this 30-year-old children's cartoon. Anyway, our new podcast format will just be Dale and I talking about shit from the 80s. We will be at least as popular as Ready Player One. Yes. I mean, that's pretty much all we do, but we try to pretend it's about current events. Hey. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should just stop pretending and just be like... Hey, Just commit. Remember that time on Golden Girls when, yeah, I can't even just pull a Golden Girls plot out of thin air. Oh, fuck. I found out this week people very, feel very strongly about Roseanne, the show. Yeah, how you're, don't at me, I don't like Roseanne. Uh, Roseanne was never good. Roseanne no, was never a good it show. it wasn't, but you can't say shit like that on the internet. But tons of people actually believe that Roseanne was like. No, see, this is the thing. Roseanne was never good. Thank you. Roseanne came out when you were a child. You like childhood because it's the best time of life. Yeah. And you just Derek, associate. Derek saying Roseanne was bad was you inferring it as my childhood was bad. Yeah, your childhood your sucked. Childhood isn't the TV shows you watched in your childhood. Roseanne was fucking depressing. It was about poor people. And it had fucking Blues Traveler, which is one of the most annoying bands in the world, as the fucking opening. Like, hey, let's have a harmonica Wait, solo. Was that Blues Traveler? Yeah. And no. then let's watch poor people. I mean, one thing I liked was Roseanne's laugh. I like Roseanne because she's loud and obnoxious. And I don't know if you know much about me, but that's kind of my wheelhouse. And I haven't watched the new Roseanne series. I have a umbrage with them bringing Dan back to life and putting him back in the timeline before they won. Like having them never won the lottery or killing Dan, which are two bizarro things that Roseanne Barr demanded in the later in the last two seasons of the series because I don't know, she got sick of being poor on TV and wanted to like wear the same clothes and stuff she did in real life. I don't know, it's all murky. Back in like when Roseanne went out off the air and TV shows were giant and people were like, well, you're a god now because you're helming this giant sitcom. What do you want? And we'll do it. And now they're like, oh, you've got nothing going on in your life. How about we just bring this back up? Bring this beloved show back that has a built in audience because of all these dipshits who are like, hey, I like that thing 20 years ago. I bet I'll like it now. I.E. Fuller House. Yeah, that is the prime example. And, like, I put Fuller House and uh, Roseanne Part 2 on exactly the same plane in that they are both fucking garbage and neither one of them ever should have been brought back. Which TV show from your childhood should come back? Uh, Perfect ooh, Strangers? Good question. Uh, Night Night Court would be a good oh, one. Oh, Night Court. Uh, Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'd... I'm trying to think. What what else was in the TGIF? Oh, they're bringing Boy Meets World back, sort of. Wait, they already brought it back with Girl Meets World, which was his daughter. Oh, did that already happen? Yeah, that's like in season four or five now. Uh, have you seen it? No. Yeah. I didn't even watch Boy Meets World because I grew up without cable because my parents are negligent. I used to watch all the TGIF shit. Step by Step was the other one. with. That's good. Uh, my Two Dads. What was My Two Dads? Uh, this Girl Had Two Dads. 
that weren't not there. just a clever name then i don't i think it was the mom died so the guy's best friend raised their child and then hijinks ensued and i don't remember if there was gay undertones or not they could bring back Blossom. Seinfeld? For sure, they should bring oh. back Seinfeld. Well, isn't that kind of a later on? Uh, what else? Say by the Bell? Man. Yeah, they already brought that back like three or four times. Cheers? Yeah. Could live with that. Ted Danson's making way better shows. Oh, Wings! Oh okay, my God, wings, wings is my choice. If they bring oh. any show back from my childhood, it should yes. be Wings. With the original class. Cast. Oh, Christ. You know the nanny is going to be something that gets the next. Oh, my God. Everybody loves Raymond. Next I love reboot that show. treatment. Third Rock from the Sun. How about Alf? Drew Carey show. News Radio, also fantastic. Yes. A different world, never seen. Uh huh, running Stimpy. Going for There you circle. go. <laughs> Throwback. Oh, Doogie Hauser. They should bring back Doogie Hauser, but have NPH as Doogie Hauser still. But. He's not Doogie Hauser. He's now Barney he's like Stinson <laughs> as a doctor. That would be amazing. <laughs> Just like smashing the cinematic <laughs> worlds together. No, 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 yeah. And like he still has all his doctor skill, but he has the personality of Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. 80s sitcoms. Uh, growing Pains? I'd say the Golden ties. Girls, but they're all dead. Uh, well, what's her, what's her face still alive? Betty White? Yeah. For how long? And she's in a show. She's in Hot in Cleveland. So she's not aching for money or anything. Oh, my God. Designing women. <laughs> I don't remember. A small wonder. That show kicked ass. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the Canadian one with... Uh, oh, Christ. Jer- oh, Jerry O'Connell. The one where he, he, was, like, uh, f- he couldn't fly, but he could... Lose all yeah, the weight, like, and he had, he had like superpowers cans, or whatever. Yeah, and he ruined the atmosphere because there are aerosol cans in the eighties. Did they work that into the? They plot? had ozone depleting <laughs> elements in them. Uh, fuck! What was he that show called? Should have had spritzers. What was that show called? My Secret Identity. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice. How's that for a poll? My see. Anyway. Uh, we've hit the point in the podcast where Dale and I are just Googling old TV shows. So let's wrap it up. Yeah. Dale, we'll miss you for two weeks. Have a... Yep. Do you want to hit the mailbag or do you want to just punch it? Oh, I don't think anyone... Well, I guess since I referenced the mailbag, we have to... We can, but, uh, nobody... We'll We'll just say one thing about it. Nobody said anything. My favorite thing is it's like, what made you angry this week? And the answer is never you guys. It's always... Something non-sequential from your life that we're, we're gonna we have keep trying. no effect on. We're going to keep trying. Yeah. Um, uh, nobody said anything about anything. Oh, my dad said gas prices, which is a very dad thing to say. So oh thank you, God, Dad. Oh, my God. I never want to argue about gas prices. Is there ever a time where gas prices haven't made people angry? Yeah. Is there? Is anybody like, oh. I am completely oh. satisfied with the price of gas. Oh, no, right this now. is reasonable. This is a reasonable cost to fill the belly of my automobile. Yeah. My whole thing is I want to just get a whole bunch of $5 bills from the bank. And then anytime somebody's like, oh my God, gas prices went up, I will give them the $5 bill and be like, this is the difference. Shut up. My favorite thing is when people will drive for four hours. Like, people are so bad at math. Yeah. You If, if gas is like, okay, so if 10 cents... If gas is 10 cents a liter cheaper somewhere. Yeah. And your car has a 60 liter tank. Yeah. The most money you can possibly save on a complete fill up 
is six dollars. Is six dollars. Yeah. But people will drive fucking forty five minutes out of the way yeah. to save ten cents to save six dollars. Burning ten dollars worth of fuel. To do it. Or they'll like line up at a gas station for 45 minutes yeah. to save $6. It's like, dude, is your time worth $6 And an most cars don't even have 60-liter tanks. Like, if you're driving anything bigger than a Civic, maybe, but all cars that are, like, Civic size, so that's your, like, Civic, Corolla, all your compact sedans and smaller have, like, at max 45-liter tanks. So you're going to save, like, $4? Yeah. Stop doing that. Uh, yeah, and that's ten cents a liter jump. You're never going to see that much. Like, it's what the biggest one we've had in the last while is five cents. So that's yeah. like what two dollars. Two dollars. Congrats on your two dollars savings. It was like that dipshit MLA in uh, uh, Alberta, uh, mm. Derek Fildebrandt or whatever, who made had that big media event where he like drove this like stupid size Albertan truck, like a Ford twelve fifty or something, yeah, <laughs> to a gas station to fill up a bunch of jerry cans full of gas before the carbon tax kicked in. And by doing that, he saved like maybe f- like three or four bucks. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good job, one, buddy. bro. Way to go. Uh, hey, thanks for not replying to our mailbag this week. Yeah. I hope everyone has a happy Easter or whatever it is you celebrate. And if you're in the Bahamas. You won't be. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, if you're the U.S. government who wants our temporary visas, you can reach us on social media. You cannot reach me anywhere on social media. I'm deleting my profile. The name that's on my passport is the name associated with all my social media. So feel free to look on that and see my stupid, immature jokes and video game posts and once in a while current events. Posts. I'm going to laugh my dick off when they dig through your social media profile and you get denied entry to the United States tomorrow. Mm. Well, <laughs> I would say be three, four hour layovers, which I'm okay with. Oh, air travel. I get to go places. Do you know how hard it is to sit in an airport? It's almost as hard as sitting in your house because you can't just have access to all the stuff that's in your house and you can only look at stuff you brought with you. I don't know. Why do people always hate airports? People have so phones much? now. You yeah. can look at anything anywhere. Smartphones single-handedly. You're probably doing the same thing. In made your house. all waiting bearable. Like, yeah. oh no, what am I gonna do? Oh now I don't have excuse not to read this book on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh if anything makes you angry this week, please tweet me at herder. Or me at Super Dibot. Or us at Outreach Fact Pod. Like us on Facebook. Uh, drop us a review on the wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. And uh, tell everybody about us and lie and tell them we're really good until they get addicted to us and it's too late. Yeah. Not that I think getting too addicted to us is a possibility. I'll be back next week with a special guest host that is yet to be determined. Uh, I won't be here because I'll be in the Bahamas working on a cruise ship, which. May or may not be awesome. I will let you know. But please keep us informed. Yeah. All right. Until uh, three weeks from now. Stay angry.